Blog Talk Radio. Jacksonville. A child was born who could sit still. 86 years later with no regret. You know that man can't sit still yet. The Great Depression couldn't get him down. For his dad's store in town Collecting money in small amounts Four whites and blacks in the furniture account That's Kennedy Wants us all to be free That's Kennedy to be free As he collect, he talk the folks Hear legends, tales, songs and jokes Now this fine treasure he records right He was colorblind Black and white Writer's project for the WPA Sora Neil Hurston, he earned his pay the Crackers and Blacks, they talked for hours It was a barefoot history in this land of flowers On the 16th of February, 2019 the week that was from WBRN uh, Radio and on the Boston Red Network. It's a very interesting week. Uh, the government will not close down on Friday. Uh, the uh, president, uh, D.J. Trump, uh, signed a bill that overwhelmingly passed uh, Congress in uh, what is termed a veto-proof uh, fashion. So, in other words, he had no over uh, recourse and to sign the bill. If he had not signed the bill, they would have overridden his veto and it would have uh, been a more embarrassing, but it was. It was a setback. But what he was able to do was uh, sign an executive order that uh, gives roughly $8 billion uh, to the quote-unquote the wall. Now, stay tuned on that one. There are numerous lawsuits, one coming from the state of California, and there will be numerous others that it is the uh, mission or it is the constitutional authority of the Congress to pass uh, spending bills. Where he's obtained the money is monies that have already been appropriated for such things as repair to military bases uh, that uh, were damaged, uh, drug addiction and various other things. So when he is moving this money to build a wall, these other programs will not have the funds that Congress intended. And this will be around the whole uh, lawsuit. And it's a contentious contentious, uh, situation in that depending on which court it lands in, and there will be obviously several jurisdictions. In California, it will probably be in the ninth out there, one of the more uh, progressive uh, circuits, and there probably will also be also be suits in New York. 
I'm not sure about the DC uh, circuit or not if there be anything going on there. But it will uh, start out obviously uh, in the district court and what I was talking about tonight. That's the appeals court there in uh, California. But it will be, uh, as they say, a long and drilling uh, situation. Probably what will happen, a stay, uh, they will sort of stay in this matter, uh, in this matter, I should say, uh, to stay his order. Now, there have been similar orders out there. Uh, one of the most uh, famous ones in history was that Harry S. Truman, uh, because of the uh, national security situation, uh, nationalized the uh, steel industry, uh, some steel mills. And, of course, the courts overruled him on that. In the 70s, I believe it was 1977, Congress enacted legislation to allow executives and uh, presidents in certain instances to do this. But the problem is if one president does it, declared national emergency, another president, a much more progressive one, could decide uh, because of gun violence like what we had down in Aurora, Illinois yesterday, decide that there is a national emergency, which there is, uh, the killings of people, and thus move forward uh, some gun legislations onto his, exec his or her executive order. And various other things that uh, could happen uh, in terms of health care or uh, big pharma, uh, pharmaceuticals, all that could be done through executive orders. And this is one reason the Republicans fear this situation, because you have now a D.J. Trump administration, but at the same time you're seeing a more and more progressive signals, as we saw this week uh, with uh, the uh, Amazon, uh, proposed Amazon uh, headquarters in uh, in Queens. It did not materialize. There was political opposition from it, from some politicians, but above all, the residents, grassroots action, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, her district borders this area. It's not her district. It's uh, Representative Maloney. But at the same time, the people there, the activists there, were not in favor of this because of the $3 billion the state of New York would be forced to ante up to Amazon in terms of tax breaks, etc., etc. It would have created uh, thousands of jobs. They said 25,000, who knows, 20,000. But at the same time, it would have created other types of pro problems like a housing crisis, um, building a more upscale uh, housing, the push to convert... Uh, present uh, housing uh, into more upscale type housing, it would have displaced a lot of people. Workers. We use the word workers here, generic uh, term that a lot of the media said, well, people, but talking about people, people that work in service industries, etc., that live in that area. So it failed. Amazon pulled out. They blinked. And they decided, and uh, other than go back into sweet stakes, a lot of communities would want that particular situation, uh, jobs. But as the uh, minister from Chicago, Jesse Lewis Jackson, has said, 
numerous times about in terms of jobs. Jobs, uh, specifically to African Americans, everyone in slavery had a job. If that's your ambition to get a job, you might get one, as he said. But what you want is development, and you want sustainable development. We've been pushing that marker on and on and on that people realize in communities, when you start talking about sustainable development, you're talking about the types of development in terms of housing and various other things that is sustainable. You don't want, in other words, put in coal-fired uh, power plants. You want sustainable energy uh, plants that uh, wind, uh, solar, etc. You want to look at your development, whatever, uh, say, for instance, an Amazon. If an Amazon comes in, it is, what, revolving around Amazon, this commercial enterprise. That type of development is not sustainable development. What you want to develop is developers that work in the open source or libre uh, software movement that develop a software that is beneficial to society, that can be reused by any enterprise, uh, period. That's what you want to develop. When you look at uh, various uh, cooperatives, local bakeries, candlestick makers, whatever, that sell their wares and not some gigantic uh, corporation, whether it be Amazon or, or whatever, that is selling uh, things at the uh, Walmart at the cheapest price. But at the same time, they are pushing distributors, they are pushing manufacturers to the lowest price. Thus, many, many times you get a product that is not a very good uh, product. And whereas if you have a local store, whether it be a hardware store or whatever, you can go back to that store and return something that didn't work out, period. So that you can do that at Amazon, but drop it off at a Whole Foods. But that's the whole idea of uh, when we get to uh, Twitter King Booker out of the urban ghetto of Newark. What, is urban, uh, what was uh, Twitter King's accomplishment there? He got a Whole Foods in there. Well, yeah, he got it in a food, what they call a food valley, no doubt. But at the same time, how many people in Newark could afford the prices of Whole Foods? He'd have been better off bringing in all the goats, all the scab outfit, but bringing in some type of store that could provide food, high-quality food, livable food, organic foods, at a price that the people could afford. That can be done. Um, I once uh, did some work for a grain uh, broker who was in the organic grains, you, it can be done. Networks uh, are out there, uh, and when you start talking about those issues. So that's the whole idea of developing the community. I can recall a time around where uh, the uh, towers were, before the towers, we used to have a lot of little radio businesses, and we'd go there to buy vacuum tubes. Well, when they built the towers, cleared them out in the early 70s, those businesses disappeared and up went to towers because then the towers came down. But that's not the, that's that's the issue. The issue is sustainable development. Many of the things they are building now are not sustainable. These are palaces to a class at one particular time. And if a recession appears or a depression as in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, etc., 
many of those operations will be curtailed. Some will go out of business. So that's kind of a long uh, situation. Now we go back to D.J. Trump. What was D.J. Trump's idea? He had a government shutdown, displaced the lives of thousands of people, put them in a misery position. Many people were about to lose their apartments. What was the answer from that administration? They could do chores. Well, most of these slumlords are not interested in doing chores. They're interested in paying the rent. And many of these people are paying the back rent. Same thing with charge cards, etc. This whole idea of offering them a bowl of soup doesn't work unless they can carry the soup home. They may not have a home to go to or a car to drive or public transportation. All these elements go in. Some of the businesses, some of these contractors that contract with the government, specifically the smaller contractors, um, are on the virtue of going out of business. So those are some of the things that, that are happening there. And some of the others, uh, the workers. So in other words, all this displacement, and then we come up with this scheme whereby an executive order to get $8 billion, they gave him, uh, what was it, $1.375, I believe, is what they gave to him. He wanted, what was it, 4 5 Keep forgetting. But he said uh, in his little rambling news conference that uh, it really didn't have to do this. I mean, that is just uh, really nearly silly putty. Uh, that flummery at its highest level, no doubt about it. It shouldn't happen in a modern industrialized country. And this is part of the problem here. We have Uncle Carl Robe here, and we have some uh, polling. And we'll look at this polling, and then we'll have a story also on Maxine Waters. And while we're here, Colin Kopernick uh, and uh, one other player settled their grievance, their collusion grievance, with the NFL. It is on the seal. It's confidential, so we don't know what the uh, results of it was other than it was settled. And the NFL did this because if they went to arbit- actually to the arbitration or the administrative phase, there would have been depositions, and those depositions would have come uh, public. One clue, uh, and when we do the sports, we'll say a few more words about this. One clue we'll have is the Green Bay Packers is a public-owned franchise. We'll see what their cut, what they, in other words, what they had to ante up for this agreement because they were all in collusion to keep Colin Kopernick out of the NFL and take quarterbacks who are less qualified than that uh, there. And then there was a Nike deal that opened up the door. There are all these little things that that come out, and he made millions of dollars for the organization Nike. And one sporting goods outfit in Denver that uh, pulled the Nike products is now out of business. So that shows in the mercantile situation what can happen. Consumers have a lot of power. On uh, the uh, This Week in Economics and Numbers Men uh, franchise of WBRN, we'll be talking about some of the latest reports out, and they are not good. You hear all this rah-rah stuff out here about the great economy. It's not a great economy. It's an economy. And thus, disappointing numbers are from November and December are now here. And then the news out of uh, Omaha, the Oracle of Omaha, one uh, Warren Buffett's uh, organization, uh, 
decided to have less investment in Apple, and they got rid of Oracle. They brought in Red Hat. Now, Red Hat is now owned by IBM, and we'll be talking about that on the Open Source Report, where Red Hat is going, and they're moving to the cloud. Well, when I started out uh, doing basically um, the numbers, uh, we have to do uh, our numbers in political science, so our little studies on uh, punch cards, we were on the mainframe. So in other words, mainframe being a little bit different. This was a mainframe where we accessed it. We didn't go to a cloud such as you do with Watson, et cetera. But that has impacted uh, some of the uh, university's so-called supercomputer centers. You don't need that to set it a terminal where you actually have these mainframes uh, within uh, shouting distance of you. You can access one uh, in Nairobi or wherever. So in other words, the whole nature of work is changing. And that's what the Republican Party is cognizant of. You're getting better educated people, uh, such as Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She won a national prize from Intel, Intel the process maker. So she's not some, quote-unquote, what they used to call bimbo running around here. We'll have a special program once we get to data sets, incidentally, on the new uh, green economy. Let's go to Uncle Carl now. He's writing, as usual, in the Wall Street Journal. Met Trump popular again uh, on the 14th of February. DJ Trump's standing has improved over the past week and credits his State of the Union address. Say uh, what you will about uh, the uh, ratcheting overall uh, pace of the uh, speech. But as Trump uh, drove to the Capitol to deliver it, his average uh, rating, now this is at Real Clear Policies, we'll get to this in just a minute here, from Real Clear. At 40.8% with 55.5% uh, on favorable. This uh, is worse since uh, early um, September. As of Wednesday, uh, Trump's uh, favorables had reached, uh, this is an average incidentally, 43.3 and his on favorables at 54.4. I guess Uncle Carl spin what he could. The change is modest, but it's important to uh, locate its source. Uh, Trump act. Uh, acted presidential, well he has been the president for a few years now, and struck notes of unity and a compromise. Well there's no unity or compromise. Uh, the Democrats are compromised and what do they get for it? A kick in the pants. If uh, he could keep uh, that tone, his numbers uh, should continue to rise. Recent events that could help Trump sustain his favorable uh, progress. Two, uh, first uh, his congressional budget agreement. Well, he was forced to reach the Congressional Budget Agreement because he had no option to shut the government down. It not only avoids another uh, shutdown that uh, drug the president's numbers back down, but also gives Trump... Um, this was written before he decided to take a billion of his own. That would have been the uh, $1.37 for 55 miles of fencing. And almost, uh, what... $23 billion for other border security measures. Well, now he's got, what, 30-something billion. Some of Trump's allies are called the agreement of defeat. Most of the president's supporters, however, will uh, believe the president if he says it's not. Hmm. They uh, want uh, forward progress. Uh, they get it when uh, the new uh, $1.376 is used for the wall. 
And that's because the president repurposed uh, unspended homeland security money to pay for more miles of barrier since uh, the uh, speaker, Nancy Pelosi, vowed to give nothing for the wall. Trump can legitimately claim uh, he won. Well, he always claims that. Second uh, was a grilling of uh, the acting attorney general, uh, Matthew Whitaker. What did the six hours of Democratic... uh, Rectoring and interrupting and demanding and insulting and showboating yield? Well, not much unless you listen to the hearings. Uh, Whitaker's testimony hadn't uh, interfered uh, with a special counsel of Mueller's investigation or uh, briefed the White House on the probe. When Democrats hammered him for not recusing himself from overseeing the special counsel office, he uh, appeared by uh, revealing that he uh, acted on the advice of ethics lawyers. Hmm. And with rapid foreign question, with no time for answers, uh, tactic aired live on a cable TV, what's always on there, Democrats achieved uh, the near impossible. They made Whitaker into a sympathetic uh, figure. This is their approach uh, to the uh, to the multitude of investigations. Geishans that they unleashed uh, if the months in the months ahead, Democrats can make the Republican uh, the GOP o- overreaching in the uh, Clinton impeachment look like a model of uh, deportment. The third event that could improve their standing with the Democratic Party's what he could claims the socialist uh, wing unveiling its a Green New Deal, with online fact sheets characterizes massive transformation. Of society, uh, that's uh, not what most Americans want. How does he know? The document admits that they aren't really sure what we're able to uh, fully get out of uh, cows and airplanes within 10 years. Well, 10 years is a very long time. And what happens in technology, this goes back to Moore's Law, former uh, chair of Intel. Anyway, uh, that processes uh, double and triple in time. And this this kind of progress can be made. We look at such things as autonomous or self-driving cars, uh, energy uh, electrified cars. We already have hybrids out there, but we'll be have more electrical uh, electrified cars. In other words, cars that do not run on carbon, uh, petrol, or gasoline. They run in, entirely on electricity. And depending on how you get your electricity that will start to change things. As far as the power stations, recharging stations, they will come. Within five years, you could have 30 or 40% of these types of stations out there. And when you start looking at cars, they aren't selling very well now, but people keep their cars on uh, average, it used to be about every five years, five to 10 years. So as you have a turnover, particularly with people now that have had cars 10 and 20 years, if they can get an affordable either hybrid or electric uh, car, they will buy it. And that is a trick. Uh, longer um, or better batteries uh, coming forward, no doubt about that. Prices are being forced down by, quote-unquote, the market. Not the government. We're in that at business, and it could be conceivably happen because a lot of the automakers uh, auto are crying foul. They will still be around, but they will be only making quote-unquote cars, trucks, etc. that uh, they can make huge profits on. 
certain uh, models mix, they will not mix. So that will be a different company or whatever coming up. Let me back to this. So the cows, uh, well, that's a different situation. Everyone even go there. Build smart grids, overhauls, transportation, agriculture, plants, planting of trees. Well, a lot of cities are planting, planting of trees. Uh, achieve uh, zero carbon uh, emissions, uh, right? Buckle up for the road ahead, but don't even think about getting there by car or plane on this. Uh, they're powered by solar batteries. Well, what has happened recently, Airbus has phased out their huge jumbo jet that was made at a time when they would carry 700 passengers at one time. That will not be out there. The uh, one will, uh, the last one will roll off in uh, roughly two years' time. They're going now to smaller planes. Smaller planes use less fuel. And also, depending on where you're traveling, as more and more fast trains they have in Japan and, and Europe and in China come in that run over 100 miles an hour, you need fewer planes for the shorter trips. Now, in places like Alaska, yeah, you but you're using small planes there. So you're going to see uh, changes in airliners. In airlines. Now, as far as global trips are concerned, well, again, you'll have some of that. But today, with the type of telecommunications we have, even the business travelers are traveling less. Documents are also nutty in that uh, the proposal's lead sponsor, again, that's AOC, uh, took them down. Well, again, this was, I'm not sure what was going on there, but the non, it's a non-binding resolution. She uh, introduced, repeats many of the extreme proposals, including generating all U.S. power through reusables in 10 years. This is just an idea. They won't be able to uh, generate all, but again, as these um, coal-powered uh, plants go off the line and they come into gas-powered uh, plants, they'll just redo the definition of gas. Overhauling uh, transportation by phasing out the use of uh, gasoline-powered cars and trucks and somewhat... Uh, Stopping a current of prevailing uh, future and repairing historic oppression. Uh, the various groups there, women, the on-house, the youth. Well, you're starting to see in many cities this uh, whole crisis of the veterans, which is getting to be smaller every day. And the VA is solving that problem, uh, getting uh, veterans into uh, stable housing. <coughs> through their own veteran. I was talking to a gentleman on the T that had one of those vouchers. Anyway, that problem is uh, being solved. And also you having a, a situation in terms of demographics. As senior citizens move on, many of the areas where senior citizens now occupy will be occupied there. And the overall distribution of people. We're seeing in many cities where people are moving into cities particularly where these high-tech operations are, and other people will either move out or there has to be moratoriums, rent controls, etc. Let me finish up. To put the Democrats on record, Senate Leader McConnell thinks he's smart, has pledged to hold a vote on the measure. Well, yeah, they'll get a vote on the measure. Let's take care of this other little uh, stuff here. Let me just make sure. we got a Friday poll. I don't know if we have anything for Saturday or not here. And we'll go to the morning consult. We don't. 
Okay. That average, incidentally, uh, that's from the 25th of uh, January to the 14th. Uh, the average is uh, 43.6 with the approval rating of 53.6, and that's a negative uh, 10. That's for DJ uh, Trump. That includes several out outliners here. The Rasmussen poll had him up at 50. That's just crazy. And then you have this right-wing uh, poll, uh, The Hill and uh, Harris X. I think Harris X is now run by Pinhead Pin, who used to be the post that has him at, at 45. Oh, wait a minute, excuse me. 47. Get it right in a minute here. All right. Now, this is Gallup, um, the Cadillac of polling that uh, we'll just get that run down here and go a little bit into it. Now we have the latest uh, poll uh, on the uh, February 1st through the 10th, 44% uh, percent approval, 52% percent, uh, disapproved, 4% percent, uh, no opinion. And from January 21st through um, January 27th, he was at 37 and 56 disapproval, 3 uh, non-approval. The first of the year, second of January, was at uh, 37. So you can see where he was in Gallup. Then we have, uh, let me see who else we have coming up here real quickly. I believe this is, yeah. Morning consult from a Politico. We won't have a lot of time to go into this, but we'll. Yeah, this is right track, uh, wrong track for registered voters, 39% on the right track, 61% on the wrong track. And let's see what we got in here. Europeans, 43% in the poll on the wrong track, 57% uh, the, uh, excuse me, the right track. We'll give the right track first here where we can get back to them. 43% on the right track, 57% on the wrong track. And uh, let me see. We don't. Hmm. Okay, African Americans, 21% uh, on the right track, 79% on the wrong track. So much for that. This would be New Penista called Tabs. And now, generally speaking, would you say that things in the country are uh, going in the right di right direction or have they uh, they pretty seriously gotten off on the wrong track the registered voters 49% the right direction 61% wrong direction voted for President Obama 17% on the right direction and 83% on the wrong track for Mitt Romney in 2012 on the right track, 70% uh, voted for him. On the wrong track, 37%. Uh, so this is this is a little bit of what we usually call the cross tabs. Uh, we won't have time. We'll go back to this and look at it again. Uh, trust of registered voters, 35% in Congress. Uh, Democrats in Congress, 45% uh, to Republicans, 
and 19% didn't have an opinion. Of Europeans, 31% uh, trust the, uh, oops, well, a lot of cross tabs, uh oh, a lot of cross tabs here, oh, we'll go back to this, um, in Mitt Romney, we got all that out of the way, okay, didn't vote, didn't vote, this is 2012, these are the cross tabs, uh, Generational poor won't report that. We'll come back to this uh, on the Monday morning quarterback again, and hopefully we'll have more uh, time uh, to do the cross tabs. Registered voters at 2012 uh, Democrats in uh, Congress, 72% of those voted for Barack Obama, 11% of Republicans, and 12% of Democrats, this is who you trust, voted for Will and Romney and uh, 69% uh, trust the Republicans of Willard Romney's, who was more conservative than Ronald Reagan. A lot of cross tabs here. This is pretty involved uh, survey. Uh, 2016, uh, how important uh, of a priority should each of the following uh, be uh, for Congress? And... Oh, immigration reform bill. Let me get that right. Those that voted for uh, Hillary Clinton, uh, 42%. Uh, a top priority, 30 34% of low priority, so forth and so on. Those that voted for D.J. Trump, it's a top priority, 60%, and 26% a lower priority. And you can see why that issue uh, is out there. We'll just leave it where it is. Uh, let me see what else we got here. And continue to check our time. We're going to have to uh, let this shorten do the sports. We'll do Maxine Waters here. Uh, Maxine Waters. Powerful committee. This is the LA Times has uh, toiled for 27 years in Congress for a moment last month when she presided over the powerful uh, House Finance Services a Committee for the first time as the chair. She wanted to make uh, sure everything uh, was perfect so the LA uh, Democrat had cleared her throat. The committee will come to order, but uh, after quickly promising a new agenda on her leadership, Waters made a subtle uh, move to defuse a potential obstacle to her success, a core of high-profile uh, freshman types on the panel. She took a minute, a uh, few minutes at the January 30th meeting uh, to uh, specifically uh, single out new Democratic committee members, introducing each one by highlighting where they were. Oh, she's 80 years old now, has become known as Auntie uh, Max, a leader of the liberal resistance uh, to uh, D.J. Trump. And on that committee, she must balance it. Uh, she has uh, AOC, uh, Ms. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Keely Porter from uh, Southern California, 
Ms. Presley from the Commonwealth, and Rashina from the Motor City, Toyota. She arrived in Washington after successfully campaigning last year, bashing Wall Street and disavowing contributions in corporate political political action committees that have flowed freely for years to Waters and many other members of both parties. The new social media savvy lawmakers could pull Waters forward to the left as she tries to strike a bipartisan deals to advance a legislation that divided Congress. Maxine has uh, been fighting uh, very hard for everything they have been fighting. There's no doubt about that. Former Representative uh, Commonwealth Barney Frank, who chaired the committee from uh, 2007 to 2011 as the committee's first meeting, uh, Ocasio Cortez praised uh, Auntie Waters for her leadership and her uh, graciousness. Then uh, she uh, came to uh, defense as committee Republicans pushed to codify what they uh, would get a 48-hour notice from Waters when uh, she exercises her uh, unilateral authority as a chair to issue subpoenas or launch investigations. We should hold you and give you the same uh, exact uh, discretion that previous chairs were given as well. That's what Ocasio, a very smart young lady there, there will be a moments of misunderstandings. There will be times that they really think of they have a point of view that uh, has not been approached. She said, but there will be, uh, there will uh, be all of that. And my job is uh, to manage that. Waters' office uh, filled with awards, books, photos of uh, Nelson Mandela, President Obama, other famous figures. Contrasts sparse come well anyway. Freshmen always have sparse accommodations. The longer you've been around. The bigger office you get, the plans to, this is uh, Representative Waters, plans to do legislation on do some of the uh, industry-friendly uh, changes made by the Trump administration appointees to the uh, Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, including restoring the enforcement power uh, to the agency's fair lending office and establish a new office dedicated to policing, policing student loans. Waters has similar legislation to uh, reverse changes made by Uncle Bill Carr. Ben Carlson of uh, Housing and Urban Development. Waters wants to tackle the problem of homelessness. The committee held a meeting on Wednesday on that topic. She is reading legislation that provides uh, $13.3 billion over five years in funding to federal program initiatives seeking to prevent homelessness. Let me finish this up here. And Brett Sherman, uh, he is from uh, Porter Ranch who served on a committee uh, with Waters for 22 years, said the decision should uh, be up to each member. The topics uh, haven't caused any tensions there. Maloney accepts, uh, and that's the district that this was in, packed money and agrees it should be a personal decision. That's their philosophy. Young ones don't take it, Maloney said. And they uh, have a lots of energy and a lot of passion, a lot of desire to help people uh, they represent. And I think that is a good idea. It's Commodore Waters, who is called uh, the Wiley Legislative Operator, um, can uh, navigate the minds. No doubt about that. Maxine Waters is one to uh, navigate the minds. Let's do uh, the uh, sports and finish this up. Go to ESPN. We already touched on uh, Colin Kopernick. We'll have more on him on the Monday morning quarterback.
Oh, there's some more stuff here. The NBA, incidentally, is on uh, their uh, break. And we'll get the NHL scores there on their all-star break. This will be from Friday night. In the National Hockey League, the Rangers were at the Sabres. Rangers 6-2. to two. The Oilers at the Hurricanes. It was Hurricanes 3-1. to one. The Devils were at the Wild. In an overtime game, it was the Devils 5-4. to four. The Bruins and the Ducks. They shut the Ducks out free zip. And on to men's uh, college. Oops, let's see what's going down here. Ah, we had one game. Uh... Toledo and Buffalo's Buffalo 88 to 82 high scoring game there in men's hoops as we go on to the women's part of the schedule. This is NCA. Well, we got a few here. The Oregon uh, the Oregon State and the Oregon Ducks. It was Oregon 77 to uh, 68. Marquette and St. John's. It was St. John's 81 to 74. Stanford and UCLA. It was uh, Stanford. 65 uh, to 51, and finally Colorado and uh, Arizona State is Arizona State 66 to 49. This will do it for us. Uh, we'll see you on the Monday morning quarterback on the political side of our corn here at uh, the Boston Red Network. On the numbers man side, we'll see you this weekend also. And on our technical side, uh, the open source report, uh, that will come out this weekend also. Have a good weekend, everyone, and happy Valentine's Day, in case we missed anyone. And uh, we roll on here. Um, uh, incidentally, the elections in Nigeria that were scheduled for today have been postponed for a week because of irregularities.